But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, the rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. talk about the nba for 45 minutes and then when the show starts i'm just gonna sit there and say um and uh for a for a half hour and then i'm gonna say that this episode sucks and that uh i felt forced we haven't had uh welcome to the dismal tide we're back hi i'm mike oh boy oh my god is that right hang on can you pick up the devil's game on my microphone let me turn this down a little bit yeah um you can also pick you up. Which oh my! Oh my God! I'm getting all I'm all tangled. I never sit at this angle, so all the all my right, headphones, well, my well, headphone well, cables got stuck on the back of the chair, and I turned, and it nearly threw my seltzer on the ground. Can you believe? I'm gonna cut Mike off because he's doing a visual bit, uh, which is existing. And uh, I'm gonna try that again. I'm Brendan. That's Mike. Hello. Hello. Um, as you know, we I'm not gonna edit out that. Much that flub at the beginning certainly not no it's too much fun um yeah we were talking about the coronavirus off mic and then i was just like yeah hey we, go. we should just we should record this because uh both of us uh you're hurt i'm sleepy we're plowing through this one we're getting right through it no guest uh i mean maybe maybe mike calls in at some point we're going to talk about the film hereditary which you may remember from th- four years ago <laughs> Uh, as he maintains the best horror film of all time now, because he doesn't want to watch it again, I think was a bit. We'll let him do it at some point, but that's my broad strokes of what I think. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not going to say I'm not going to discuss Hereditary without him now. Um, I, I bought a Hereditary shirt from Rocking Fodden, and it took three months to get here, but it's a pretty sick shirt. The only thing is it's shrunk a little bit, and I'm, uh, I'm on the precipice of fat i'm not uh, i'm not gonna call myself fat i think that's that's unfair on myself um but i, I don't feel great uh i have definitely put on pandemic weight a hundred percent i uh haven't had to wear that many like real pants since the pandemic started and i went to like my pile of jeans that i wore last year and i just like tried to put a pair on and i could barely get them over my ass and really struggling to button them so uh, i'm either going up a size in jeans or i'm making some life choices i'm probably going up a size in jeans i um no i i mean i've been running for months uh i think i just uh i sort of i lost a i lost a decent amount of weight i lost like 12 13 pounds and then i sort of plateaued and um I, I i don't really uh, uh i don't deprive myself of much so my uh my diet and my drinking um uh, meant that a lot a bit of the weight came back not much i think i gained i think i gained like four pounds back but uh i'm now getting persistent lower leg injuries while running uh getting shin splints and i figured being 15 pounds lighter would probably help with that because what three it's something like uh three to five times your body weight is hitting the ground when you're running something like that 
Um, I'm not sure about that. You would know more about those guys statistics than I would. So if specific. I can, if I can shave 15 pounds off, if I can get down to 160, I'd be flying. Number one. You need uh, two, and it's a, uh, it's a, it's gonna be a lot less uh, strain on my, uh, uh, on my shitty uh, uh, shins and whatever that uh, uh, tissue is that uh, connects uh, the muscle to the bone that seems to uh, get inflamed or like whatever tiny muscle is in there. The uh, shin splints seem to be uh, not especially well understood by anyone, and certainly not the people who write about them online. <laughs> Because when you try to find answers, you can't find much of anything. It's always just like this can take up to six months to heal. Um, it, I, I don't know. There, there seems to be no good solution for it except that uh, for uh, increasing uh, what you do very, very gradually to like an infuriating extent. And I'm not good at moderation with basically anything. And that's why my foot is elevated right now as I try to get a bunch of blood and fluids back up into my body instead of down at my ankle. I, I, pulled, uh, my, I, I pulled my calf 10 days ago. I mentioned, oh, wait, I mentioned that in last week's episode. I did. pulled my calf. It feels totally fine now. I feel like a, a, I have full range of motion. There's the slightest like twinge when I like press my thumb into it. It's pretty much entirely gone except that I now have uh, uh, now have cankles uh, uh, or a can- cankle singular on my right foot. And uh, like I, I pulled my, I was wearing high socks to get a little compression on it all day. And um, you know, I like, I pulled my sock down about 45 minutes ago and just pressed my thumb against my shin bone. And like my, the dent just stays in my leg. It doesn't That's look pretty swollen then. It's it doesn't look that bad. Um, that but sounds it's, like a, like the dehydration test. And you just like pinch your skin, and if it doesn't immediately unfold, then you're dehydrated. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I I don't feel uh, like it. It feels totally. It's completely painless. It just uh, doesn't look great. Um, so um, apparently this is a byproduct of not elevating it during like the peak of the injury, and so everything sort of settles. Um, so. Now I've got my leg up, and now I'm trying to, to get it all back down. I've been foam rolling. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm I'm just uh, I'm just glad I didn't go to a doctor for it or anything because I would have been told, well, you know, keep an eye on it, and if it gets worse, uh, let us know. And and here's the thing: it it never does. I mean, one day it will. <laughs> one day something bad will happen. But um, but. But everything always just gradually gets better. Every problem I've ever had just gradually gets better. No one's ever offered me any like uh, I've I've never had anything happen to me that needed any sort of like true like corrective treatment or surgery. Um, I had bad shoulders after I did gymnastics, and I probably I think I currently have a uh, a torn rotator cuff, which is a pretty common injury in gymnastics coaches. And uh, I have all the telltale signs, like all the grizzled gymnastics coach vets go like, ah, yeah, that's a torn, that's a torn rotator cuff right well, there. Well, also you had that happen a while ago, right? I think so, so. Yeah. So now like, this is something that is probably like, we would need to be surgically corrected because it's probably Strong healed chance. the wrong, it's probably healed the wrong way at this point. Uh, if it's healed at all. Yes. It's probably healed the wrong way. Um, anytime I bring it up to a coworker, they just go like, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a year of not, that's a year of rehab. And it's like, Oh, I don't want to do that. That sounds pretty terrible. Yeah. I don't have, uh, I would, this would have been the year to do it. If, yeah. 
That's hey, look, all those uh, all the guys that got Tommy John. Noah Syndergaard picked the right time. And look at the team he's walking into now. He took a year off. He didn't have to deal with any of that stupid shit. Did they re-sign him? I don't think so. I don't, Or at least I don't remember there being any news about that. Two minutes left in overtime, by the way. Well, yeah, I, we got to we got to keep vamping here because uh, we got two visual things to do before we before we end the show. Obviously, I'm not thinking about ending the show. Just saying, <laughs> we got <can't, I> <laughs> we got to get out of here. I don't remember what time I started the Zoom recording. Usually, I like to keep notes of when we start things. So now this is uh, you started Quick. it right before overtime. I think there was about well, uh, there's about more four the minutes time stamp on the Zoom. Well, there's about four minutes left in regulation. I'm gonna say uh, we're 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 probably about ten minutes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, no, oh, I'm gonna get rid of that um then. <laughs> <laughs> I know where it is around the ten minute mark. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Kyle Palmieri is going in one on one with Tuka Rask. Oh, I needed that goal. I got Palmieri on my uh, my fantasy team. Oh, I can't talk about that on air. Um, no. No, you can't. Uh, although that. my fantasy basketball team is currently getting decimated by COVID right now. Uh, I don't think any of my players actually have it, but uh, I have I have started just not getting games. Just not getting games. Just really getting screwed. I have a I was a first place team last week, and now my team is down uh, seven to one in an eight category league. And uh, you know, my team's better than this. I just traded for Jimmy Butler. Te- things should be looking up, but now they're not. Well, uh, like I mean, the, that that's Mike has been warning about that, like in the hockey league, you know, that uh, we were going to have a bunch of extra um, or we were going to have, a, I think, a fifth uh, IR spot or, or like we would be able to make like five acquisitions a week because he just expected uh, expected that, um, you know, so many guys are going to get sick uh, in this in the in the hockey league. Uh, you know, and then there's still like uh, for goalies, you have to have at least three goalie starts for your, uh, for your goalie numbers to count. Um, so with cancellations or, uh, you know, uh, people being left out because of, uh, COVID, uh, it might be hard to get three starts. So we have a lot of roster flexibility in that league, but you know, it's, uh, uh, if, if games start getting canceled, uh, then you can't do anything. Yeah, it's the game camp for fantasy sports purposes, which is, of course, an incredibly narrow view of, of this this pandemic. But whatever, they want this economy to continue rolling, so we got to talk about it. Um, the, the game the game cancellations are are much worse than uh, just just the sick players going to IR. Because at least at least you can like pick up some. Because in my fantasy baseball league, I just uncapped the IR. We have some like ten IR spots. He was like, "Listen, if a guy's hurt or he's sick, just stick him on there. I don't care." Um, but yeah, if there's no game at all, there's no because like there's been an aspect, and the Sixers have arguably been screwed the worst uh, by this. At least on paper, they they've gone two and one in their COVID games, um, but the. The fun part has been watching the kids like for the first time ever, these like weird second round picks have like a reason to play at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Otherwise, Isaiah Joe, he would have been uh, he would have been grinding it out in the G League for another like two years before he even saw minutes. And now it's just like, wow, this kid's already a rotation player. 
this is yeah this is a huge opportunity for a lot of guys who would otherwise never be seen and they now get a chance to do it at nba level you know um like think about i think i've made this point before um but like with with football you know uh at any given time there's what 10 good quarterbacks sure yeah that like but think about how many people want to play quarterback like you have to imagine that there's actually quite a lot of fantastic quarterbacks who weren't right who weren't good on the right day or or, or over the right six month stretch. Sure, like maybe that, there's some people who don't play football that like in a different version of reality that could have been like a guy. How many people had how many people had exactly Ryan Tannehill's career before he went to Tennessee and never got the opportunity? uh to like to shine like Tannehill did and like there's a possibility that you know uh that it was never going to happen for him and like there's everybody's human your confidence is shot after spending three years eating shit um as a first round pick you know on bad teams but like uh the way that like draft busts and all that get judged you know because they go to these awful teams you know there's there's no or football is different too. Like there's so little time and space to develop because it's only 16 games. Um, everyone is trying to win now. Uh, you know, uh, basketball, you can be getting blown out <laughs> or be up big and like you can get minutes off the bench. You know, um, there are games where you're going to have to rest like your aging starters and things like that. There's, there's more, op- there's more games. There's more opportunities the uh, not every game is so high leverage, but uh, but yeah, even then, there's guy. If you're the twelfth man on an NBA bench, like you're never you're never seeing time. So uh, this is uh, this is cool for them. Uh, I mean, relatively speaking, under the circumstance, I don't think anyone really wants to be playing right now. Uh, I, I mean, they, the Sixers, their uh, their rookie Tyrese Maxey has had saw a ton of extra minutes. And he looks like a bona fide like future star now. And he, we wouldn't have known about this for it would have just been that good kid off the bench. But now he looks like they're like fifth best player, fourth best player maybe. Um, no, it's just it, there are aspects to it that are not terrible. They are they are fun because it is fun to see. You know, you, you, when you when you like a team, you you, you kind of end up liking the entire body of players, and you just you, you want to see. The thirteenth and fourteenth, like like you you dissect drafts and you hope to like get second round players that fit the skill set and then you get the right ones. And just like oh Isaiah Joe's on the team, he took so many threes at Arkansas and just like yes, I have this stuck in my brain, this stupid knowledge that I don't need. It would be nice to see it <laughs> develop on the court in front of me instead yeah. of just like yeah, he could have been something. Uh, you should have paused it for forty seconds. Now the Devils are in a shootout. Don't don't try not to ruin what happens because I like like we said my illegal cable is forty seconds behind yours. I see I see that you're upset though, and I don't like that. Jack Hughes is shooting. Let's I'll give you the play by play. He's coming up. Oh, oh, I thought they called off the play for a second. He didn't even get a shot off. Nope, didn't even get a shot off. Well, okay, that's our. Uh, he was the number one pick. Is that him? Yeah, he's nineteen years old, so I'm not going to hold this against him. Yeah, he looks like a child. He looks, he looks, uh, he's a young man out there. Oh, Brad Marchand. I remember that name. He's, he's awesome. There have been a lot. There's been a few Marchands, right? Oh, well, it looks like they just won on that. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know any other, I don't know any other Marchands, but, uh, there, there may be, but, uh, he is, um, 
uh, he's a dick and like in in a way that is that really really upsets people. Um, and I I can't help but to appreciate that. Um, Michael, I'd now like you to turn your attention to your computer so that we can watch the Shark Tank with the fantasy smack uh, lads. All right, let's check this out. Next into the tank is a product to take your victory. That's oh, coming through just fine. Hello, sharks. My name is Matt Walsh, and I am addicted to winning. And I'm Dad. Oh, God. And I fully support his addiction. And we are here seeking $600,000 for 8% of our company, Trophy Smack. Over 50 million Americans. Wait, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I. Uh, I, every year for a champ what how much were they looking for for eight percent uh six hundred thousand dollars for eight percent and i did the math on that they're uh, uh, valuing themselves at seven and a half million dollars are you okay with that no but i'm gonna let the i'm gonna let the sharks talk about that this these guys said this guy on the left particularly says a few things during this that make me very upset like uh like he talks about 10xing his company and uh Wow. He's clearly Friends just aiming battle for, it out for months well. on end, smack talking one another, investing ridiculous amounts of time and energy for the winner to walk away with what? Empty bragging rights? A generic Little League trophy? I don't know about you, Sharks, but when I win, I want everyone to know. And that is why we created Trophy Smack, the best place to get the most unique and customizable fantasy sports trophies, blinged out rings, and over-the-top championship belts. I mean, imagine walking into your next draft party with this bad boy in your shoulder. Wearing <laughs> championship belt, of course. Uh, this guy, by the way, trying to do a Ric Flair woo, uh, lacks any of the charisma of Ric Flair. I mean, obviously, that's a high bar, but. To choose from to create your very own dream trophy. So we understand how important winning is here inside the tank. Dax Holt. <laughs> Custom <laughs> axe hole for is each really one of you sharks. Wow. So go ahead and unveil the greatness. Man next is to from you. Utah. Wow, I like mine. A golden wow. slipper. A bull and bear. Can you still hear me, by the way? Baby yes, I can. Okay. I actually like the one I already have. That's in my office. <laughs> <laughs> How did Not you guys come up with this? No, but also the trophy fucking sucks. Yeah, Mark Cuban has an actual NBA championship. He has an actual Larry O'Brien trophy, and you've handed him this garbage. With all the dad friends. And this is the guy that you're going to want because this is a sports thing. Joking with the guys. Hey, guys. Oh, yeah, they I bend over back. get a six-foot trophy, and I want to ride it in like a pony to show you guys how much I obliterated you all. But since it doesn't exist, I have to start my own now. But I, I don't get why that doesn't exist. I have ordered trophies for my business my whole life, every type of trophy. Why couldn't you use a regular trophy house? What's the difference here? So the trophies that exist today, just sort of that same antique looking. Yeah, with the guy with the hot, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone was kind of selling the same thing. So when we came out of the scene, we were the first company where we had the ability for someone to change the colors on the fly, change that the style on the fly. Cool, I Did say. you design it? We designed everything. So, what are your backgrounds? Because <laughs> it looks like shit. <laughs> he said, Matt, if you want to be a really successful entrepreneur, you need to get into supply chain and logistics to really figure out how businesses are. I thought about buying like a $100 ring so for our fantasy football college, league. I thought it would have been funny. I'm glad I did not pull the trigger. The the no. Years. It would have been really funny to get like some, some like 40 year old class ring, though. You don't want to share a ring. 
once you're the best at something, you don't want to. Every door opens up, and then you learn where you can be a great entrepreneur. So good for you for focusing on being great at what you did. Absolutely. My background is completely. God, this shit that sucks. Bit, that bit that I was talking over over there, talking about what it's being the best at whatever you do. Fuck you. We invested two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow, that's a lot of money. Why do you have to invest that much to get this going? What is it you spent your money on? So in the beginning, get him, Kevin. Small, <laughs> it was a sixty thousand dollar injection, um, and in the first three weeks of getting into the fancy football draft season, sold out of everything. What's the average cost? The average price is about one hundred and fifty, one hundred and sixty dollars. What does it cost you to make it? Our average profit margin is eighty percent. Eighty percent. Can you walk? Oh, they all love eighty percent, and the, the guy year, smiled big time. You knew that was his applause line. So, uh, year one, eighty percent. Two thousand eighteen, we uh, we did eight hundred. Fifty thousand dollars. the first year. And wow. Year what did you two, make? What did you make on the eight fifty? We the first year we had about a two hundred thousand net that we just rolled right into inventory. Okay, and then two. next year nineteen. Year two, uh, two thousand nineteen, we did one point nine million dollars. Wow. Okay, and you made what on that? We had seven hundred seventy-five thousand uh, gross profit, and we netted around five hundred. Um, in this year, what are you going to do? Today? So in spite. Uh, now we're we're getting into the meat of it, I would think. The whole thing's only three, only four minutes longer. The opportunity for us is a lot broader than fantasy. So corporate awards, employee recognition, youth There sports. has to be a ton of competition in that space. A ton. I, I would imagine. No one in the trophy and award space has really taken a national approach on e-commerce. The traditional way of building. No one's made stuff that looks this shitty and annoying. Process in our first and that gives us an inside edge. Was more expensive than cost of goods. The way that we developed our columns, the assembly time was cut down by ninety percent. Now I get it. You're a logistics guy. Yeah. Everybody else in this space can't do what you do because anybody else would take years to get up to speed to where you are. So right. What does the other guy yeah. do? Okay, guys. So I, I really respect people who play Just sports. Is there fans? I kind of respect them. Fantasy guys. <laughs> oh, this so this is the worst. He's about to tell the really shittiest fucking self-aggrandizing story. Because these morons were so busy watching sports. <laughs> so, no matter where I was at in the world, I would make sure that I got to New York on Sunday to take out this smoking hot woman. <laughs> and I remember her telling yeah, me, Damon. you know, I really don't like guys who like sports because, you know, I, I, I'm alone on Sundays. And I said... I will never watch a sports game my entire life <laughs> if you marry me. And I marry now. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Ugh. I'm out. Fuck you, you <laughs> fucking you prick. I'm going to make you an offer. Are you frozen? I'll give you $600,000 for 25% of He's the business. frozen. Folks. And my value is to try and work it into the corporate market, which isn't that easy. But wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you want the money for? They want $600,000. We're looking for a strategic partner, right? We don't want to just continue doubling every year. We want a 10x. Matt, yes. what would the strategic partner bring you? So whether it's opening up the doors at arenas um, for um, products within the stadiums, right? Commemorative rings. Oh, everybody looks at Cuban. Are they you know. Are Cuban? I think so. No, we are not. What do you want to do, Mark? What is Mark doing? What is Mark doing is the question. So, guys, I mean, I like what you're doing. I like the fact that you're hustlers, right? And you're looking to touch all the pieces, and you're just following the money. The question is 8% isn't enough. I'll make you an offer. I'll offer you the $600,000, but I want 17%. Appreciate the offer. 
Thank you very and it's, much. it's either a yes or no. No, I'm, I'm going to make you an offer. There you go. Then I'm out. Whoa. Whoa. That, was, that was a fast yes or no. Shot clock. Shot clock. Whoa. Let me hear my answer. That's not fair. Unless you want to say yes. So I'll tell you my offer. It's your decision. All right. What are they going to do? What are the boys going to do? The trophy smack lads. Let's take a deal. Yeah. Yeah. He fucking he had him over a barrel now. He put us on the spot too hard. You know what? All right. Well, it's good to be there. Everyone, this is this is one of the rare moments. Mark Cuban probably just like does that sort of thing to keep the show just like moving along. He's like, yeah, all these sports motherfuckers come in here to talk to me. And he's like, I'm not gonna get into a bidding war. You're here because I'm Mark Cuban. Like, I'm gonna give you a bad deal. Yeah. And then when we're off camera, we're not even going to make a fucking deal. Yeah, I, th- I think when I was listening the other day, I uh, listened to a podcast about List, I think. And they they said, uh, uh, well, you know, a bunch of the deals on that show will probably like never happen. You know, there, there's nothing nothing binding happens on that show. It's just it's just them saying they'll do it. You know, when it comes to actual paperwork, you know, stuff still has to get signed. Right. It's like it's like a recruiting day and the, for the high school athletes. It's like, yeah, this doesn't matter until you sign that letter of intent. Like all the good words in the world don't fucking matter. That letter of intent. That's that's what matters. Yeah. All right. All we're right, going to well, after button wanna, ending. Wanna... Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Sitting on an angle today, Mike, because what did Jerry Bruckheimer do? Jerry Bruckheimer was the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean executive producer, but he's ex- he's he's a producer on so like basically every like massive like blockbuster yeah, yeah. action okay. blockbuster. Yeah, the name the name sounds way too familiar. I knew who well, I just didn't know exactly who he what he did, but the name sounds way too familiar. Like, it's I uh, very, it's very funny to claim to have a favorite producer in at all, and then to say it's Jerry Bruckheimer is funnier still. Um, that that is funny because nobody knows um, producers are always like you see like oh produced by m night Shyamalan, which means like he did nothing like you know what i mean i like, think like a lot of it is like grabbing the script and like deciding this is something you want made and then hiring somebody else to like shotgun it I and mean, you're just like yeah. i'm the producer because i was the first person to read this shit i'm the producer because i'm rich and it's time for me to make money off movies while not actually being in the movie the, that movie, uh, Devil, which it should have been awesome. Honestly, it should have been way better than it was. We, I love the, I, I like the movie actually, but it's uh, it's fun. Uh, I I thought it was okay. Um, it's the 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 actors aren't great. Yeah, the, the, like, the premise is decent. Yeah, if you say the premise and like you say, holy shit, like that sounds awesome. But like then the movie was kind of lame, but. Um, that I think that was one of them where they shoehorned in like the produced by M Night Shyamalan in there, and it was like oh, everybody thought it was an M Night movie, but like it really wasn't. Like, no, it's like it ghost, was it it's like was a book. It was set in Philadelphia. Uh, it was, um, dude. That, it, mo- that before that we get too has... deep in this, hold on, boys. Before we get too deep into this, because every time I try and start recording, we all start talking about something else. Um, but it, I I'm happy to talk part. about Devil is very jarring for the listener because you got disconnected, Mike Johnson, and then suddenly you come back and there's a third voice. So I should take a moment. We had to pause for Mike's connection issues, and we, uh, you heard the end of that Shark Tank episode. 
And uh, we were joined then by another Mike because um, we couldn't rely on Mike Johnson's Wi-Fi. We decided just to make this easier, we would have a second Mike, the wonderful Ugo Feza on Instagram. Uh, this is this is our, our friend Mike. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to use your last name. Uh, other Mike. Hello, Other Mike. <laughs> you are All right, muted. Mike. This is a good start. You are muted, Mike. Uh, you're smiling. I see you smiling, but you're you're on mute, Mike. There we I, go. I, yep. There he so, is. He's back. So, thank you for the wonderful introduction, Brandon. I didn't <laughs> want to take anything away from you, so I gracefully muted myself. Um, we were talking about you were talking about Devil, which we'll stay in, but I did have to introduce you a little bit there. Yes, I want to say Devil had one of my favorite stupid little things in it that I've ever seen in any movie. And uh, the movie opens with a guy like jumping through this window and committing suicide out like the 50th floor of a building. Right. Which and then when the detectives. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All the. Uh, yeah. The, the... <laughs> who, who among us? Under the under <laughs> potentially while po- potentially while possessed. <laughs> you do it on purpose. <laughs> Now, <laughs> um, the uh, when the detectives go up there uh, to look at the broken window, the, it is it's again it's the fiftieth floor. It's a shattered window. It's it's raining, and someone is dusting the glass for prints. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that scene. <laughs> it yep. is just it's an open window, <laughs> like six hundred feet off the ground. During yep. a ra- during a storm and they're dusting it for prints and it's so funny. Who is like, in well, this movie? Um, is there any uh, the 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 security guard, um, the like the like Spanish security guard guy um, was. Oh my God, he's in everything. He was in Crash. He was like the the locksmith in Crash. Uh, he was in God. He was in. He's been in everything. Um, God, did you see? I, I've seen this movie a million times recently because it's actually pretty good. Uh, for you know, for like a funny like action goofy movie, but Tower Heist. I saw Tower Heist. Yeah. He was uh, Devereaux, like he was like the new guy, like the new guy at the at the hotel. He's in everything, dude. He's in Crash. He's in. Is this Devil? Oh no, this is. Never mind. I'm sorry. I looked up Devil, and it brought me to Devil all the time. On uh, yeah, this is Devil. I could have the guy wrong. That might not be him, actually. I now that I'm thinking about it, (laughs) I'm looking him up. It it is is, uh, no, it's Jacob Jacob Vargas. Am I right? Uh, uh, he does not appear to be in uh, Crash. Yeah, uh, you he know, was in he Sons was in, of Anarchy. He was traffic. in Traffic. He That's, was all, okay. he was in Jarhead. Uh, he was in um, he's in Death Race. Uh, uh, but most importantly, are trapped in an elevator, and the devil is mysteriously am- amongst them. I remember this movie. Okay, he played. He was in Heaven Is for Real. Which is the uh, Christian drama film about uh, Colton Burpo, uh, the the child who died, and on and then when he came back to life, um, he told uh, everyone that uh, he saw heaven, and it's only a coincidence that his father is an evangelical 
uh, minister named Todd Burpo. <laughs> Todd Burpo. Was that, was that the sequel to Heaven Can Wait, the Reese Witherspoon movie where, uh, I don't know, somebody dies to the fiance? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, uh, this it was uh, it's in 2014. Um, it had Greg Kinnear in it. Uh, oh, God. Marco Martindale, well, Thomas, Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, was in it they got some good people i can't imagine uh the 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 movie was very good um i know i love greg kinnear <laughs> i like greg kinnear as well i do uh you you wanted to talk about hereditary you love hereditary oh my goodness i uh so much you've seen it once <laughs> <laughs> I, so i when i bought it or i rented it or whatever when it was that happened. Did that happen right? No, 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 no. That was before COVID because oh, I went yeah. out. That, I'll never forget. I went out that night, um, and I had like just finished watching it, and then like whoever was calling me to pick me up, like came and got me, and I was like dead silent on the car ride, and it was probably uh, probably probably Timmy, and he was like, "You all right, man? Like, what's going on?" I was like, "I just saw this movie. Just fucked me up, man. Like, I can't." even think right now like this movie is gonna fucking haunt me and i tried watching it again like the next day to get my like money's worth because i i bought it like or i rented it when it when it was like uh you know not like vod like it was like you had to like rent it like as if you were going to watch a movie like it was like 20 bucks so i like tried to watch it again the next day and i got like 10 minutes in and i was like i can't watch this fucking movie again and i've still not been able to watch it again but I can still remember every scene like it, like it was. Yeah. If yeah. All right. And, and we'll, we'll say that, uh, that if you've not seen hereditary or, or going to, uh, talk, uh, in, in graphic detail about hereditary. So, uh, so if you, if you, if you don't want it to be uh, spoiled, I mean, yeah, again, it's several, it's several years old at this point, but if you've not seen it, if you've not um, seen we're, it, we're we'll see you next week. It. We'll see you next week. <laughs> so, uh, I, I agree with Mike. Uh, and it, it's that it, it is so much about just like grief that I can't handle it. Um, it's, it, it's really good, but Tony Collette does a really fantastic job oh, of being a mother whose child got decapitated, <laughs> making yeah, that realistic. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like you think about uh, uh, the the example, of, like people, uh, it, it divides opinion about the, you know, the the the, I guess the most direct connection you can make is the Brad Pitt "What's in the Box" thing, and how would yes. you react to finding out that uh, that your uh, in that case wife uh, has been decapitated? Pregnant. Yeah, pregnant wife. Pregnant like, wife. Unknown, well, he didn't. Unknown know. pregnant wife. Oh, he didn't know. Oh God. Um, Every- <laughs> but. Uh, no, so in, in, uh, but like people are saying, like, I don't know. Well, like, if your wife, like, would you believe it that it happened? And, uh, and that, like, it's, it's all right in front of you. I guess that's true. Like, you don't, he doesn't see the, he doesn't actually see the head. Um, but in the case of, uh, in Hereditary, Tony Collette goes down the stairs and her daughter's body, Sans' head, is, is just in the backseat of the car. Uh, so it's not, um, you know, it's a little more visceral in that regard. Uh, no denying that, 
This movie, like, it really... I can't think of any other movies besides this, Hereditary, I mean, and um, Requiem for a Dream that so thoroughly fall into the, the, like, I never need to fucking see this shit ever again. Like, I got it. I It made a huge... Both movies made a big impression on me. And I still... Um, we'll never see either of them again, probably. Uh, and you know, I did it, mention seven. I'm gonna watch seven again. That's been so long since I've seen rocks. Movie. And seven now, rocks. That movie kicks ass. But hereditary, it's if once you get past the that I guess opening half hour or so, because mm-hmm. well, number one, yeah. you already no, have like slow in the beginning that that daughter is so creepy and weird. And yes. it's just a really unsettling person to look at. And she makes that like weird clicking noise. She's doing weird things with her mouth. It's it's it'd be a terrible child to raise. But, it's, uh, it's it's pretty crazy as well. That's like and again, we're spoiling this film. So whatever. It's like she is ultimately not the main character of that movie. Right. No. Like I thought that was like I thought she was the one like in all the previews and everything. I thought this is going to be like the she's a ghost or you know, she's supernatural. There's something wrong with this girl. And ultimately, you know, again, spoiler alert, like she probably was, or she, she actually was, you know, uh, possessed by, or. Right. As I understood it, all her weird little, little personality quirks were as a result of like having a demon on top of her her entire life. Yeah. Yeah. But didn't take because the demon was a male and yeah. Now, and, 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 and yeah, for the to, for the quick recap here, um, the uh, her older brother is bullied into taking her to a party, uh, and there she has a nut allergy. Uh, they get to this party. Uh, she's unsupervised. She eats some uh, cake with the uh, nuts in it, and uh, when the there he's frantically trying to drive her to the hospital while high. Um, uh, she's gasping for breath and sticks her head out the window where it is immediately met with uh, a pole uh, removing her head completely. Maybe the most maybe uh, the most unsettling thing I've ever seen. Just uh, uh, no, no, that wasn't as unsettling. As no, because that's movie. that's more but just that like, moment right there is so just like fucking jarring. It takes that's very so jarring. It. It's very shocking. But then, <laughs> you know, he just he drives home and then is just like expressionless and like hasn't processed it himself sort of what sort of not believing that this is real and then just goes up to his room and then that's when the movie gets really bad for me which is when tony collette goes downstairs that her screams are genuine like it it might as well have been fucking real dude like (laughs) dude the best part about that tony collette's incredible oh my god she i well, I there's nothing I personally could do, but I internally <laughs> clamored for her to get, get the Oscar for that movie, and I knew it wasn't going to happen because it was a horror. Yeah, but I like internally I screamed like she should get the fucking Oscar for that movie. But um, the like the best part about that was like when it happens, you're like you know what happened. Like you're like okay, this girl is definitely dead. Like you know what I mean? Like you know what happened? Like yeah. You, fucking high speeding like and she this little girl stuck her head out the window and got smacked by you know what happened but you're like was he imagining it was he you know you're like you're you're thinking like everything like a like you would if you were if you were peter like 
did it really happen? No, it's not real. Like, yeah, like all this shit is running through your mind. And I'm like, all right, he's just going home. What's going on? And then you're just like, you know, and then when Tony Collette starts screaming, you're like, oh God, it happened. Like well, the worst happened, like for sure. I didn't read it as uh, maybe this didn't happen. Maybe it's, I, I was just like right on no, right there with him, you know? I wasn't, I, I didn't say like you thought that, but like it was that like, you know, like the stage of grief kind of thing. Like, no, like denial, you know what I mean? Like, no, sure. like it didn't happen. Like that didn't happen. Like that was, you know. I think uh, mostly in that moment in, in the movie, I was, I was, I was just like, oh, so I, I don't know what the fuck is going on in this film. Like I have no grasp of what's about that's to happen the, to me. That's the creepiest part about the entire movie. Is now, and you know what? When I, I just, I, I just have to say like real quick, that's what got me into that movie in the first place is I just, I remember seeing the previews for it. And like you got nothing from the previews, you had no idea what was going on. You had no idea what it was about. You, it, I just, I just remember I was seeing the previews, and I was telling anybody who I could talk to, like, uh, this movie just looks so like unsettling. Like something good is going to come out of this movie. I knew it, and I couldn't have. It couldn't have delivered more. Like when I watched it, but well, um, do you know in uh in in Grindhouse? How they had they they had everybody make those fake trailers, and Edgar Wright made the one called "Don't," um, and he said that it was inspired by. Um, he said that you know they would take, you know, of uh, uh, European horror movies, um, and dub them into English, um, but you wouldn't, but they didn't want to give that away in the commercial, so it would always just be reaction shots. You'd never hear anyone speaking. Um, and they would always just get yeah, and just give it some name like don't. <laughs> so, but like the, the that entire trailer is so good. It's just like if you are thinking of walking through that door, don't. And then just like somebody <laughs> getting killed. Um, but he said that there was a bunch of trailers that would be cut that way to hide that they weren't in English. <laughs> um, uh, but but no, that's that's the uh, uh, that's good. If if yeah. Too often, uh, too many movies give uh, everything away in the trailer. So, uh, yeah, that was like the opposite. Hereditary did like the exact opposite. I just remember seeing like the uh, the the kid Peter in like the classroom, like when he looked at the mirror or like looked at the display case and like saw his like own reflection, like smile that weird smile back at him. And then like when he's in like the classroom hallway and that like that like ambient like blue like supernatural light like whizzes by i was like oh man this movie's gonna fucking this movie's gonna be weird I, that's all I. <laughs> so um so after that is when uh after the decapitation of tony collette losing it um that's when the movie uh goes from just like the deeply un like viscerally upsetting sort of thing to just uh to harmful to like pain be, agonizing yeah. terrifying and then it, yeah and then it goes into being fucking cool is what it does yeah it's yeah. like that's when a lot of a lot of a lot of pretty sick shit happens after right. that and then you get that and, one scene where tony collette's just like i wish i wasn't your mother and oh. just just like really grinding into this kid and that's like this kid who's been like openly making fun of his sister or pretty openly like just not down with his sister i don't really remember the relationship that well actually uh he, um he he just knew she was like weird, you know, weird. Yeah, like I, I don't think he hated her or anything. He just he was an 
older teenager and she was a, you know, 11 year old or something, assume, you know, assuming. And, uh, you know, he was a 17 year old and wanted to go, you know, drink and smoke at a party with his friends. And I think talk to that girl, like talk to some girl, you know what I mean? And, you know, so understandably so, like he was like, ah, I don't want to bring my little kid sister along. And, you know, I, I think ultimately, of course, he loved her. Like, I think, you know, like. No, it's just like like this, this person that he's taking her to the hospital. This person that he considered like super weird and whatever, just like when the movie transitions and you see that he's actually, you know, the main character. Just like he's now the weird one. He's doing all the weird things that you don't think there is a main character. That's I was just going to say, I don't know if there is a main character in that movie. Like he is the 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 center point of the of the plot. Right. I, if, if you want to put it that way, like he I guess he's the focal point of the of the idea of the movie. Pay, but like the main character is Paymon. That's that true. <laughs> that, that's the, that's true. Un, unseen, but is is pulling all the strings here uh, that. Uh, yeah, you know, so, that's real. You know that's real too. That that scared me even more when I. <laughs> that's everything about that is like real. Like at least like the rituals and shit. And I went, oh god, uh, great. What? Somebody now, and and that's what uh my the the best detail ab- about the movie I think is that woman preying on the family. Um, the the woman who basically tells Tony Collette that, you know, you can contact her. She's still there. And. Oh, that friend. Yeah. yeah. Joy or Jane or yeah. And, and, and this is why, um, you know, you, you, you can't, uh, you get involved in these dark forces. Now, here's the thing. You don't have to believe in them, but I think, and no matter how unlikely it is that these things are real, I'm just saying I wouldn't like if if, you if someone if you if someone handed you a book now uh, said this is something no. by the way uh, here I am your friend I'm getting into the left hand path uh, no. I would like you to read this uh, this passage out loud from this book it's supposed to conjure a demon yeah yeah my no dad. matter no matter how much you know my, uh, how uh, unlikely that is. Would you read that out loud? Does it seem like a good idea? Nope. You guys obviously both know me forever, but there's my dad, you know, passed away when I was 10. Uh, I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. If if there's a time machine, like maybe, but I don't want any, I don't want any spirits. I don't want anything to do with that. No, not at all. No, no pet cemeteries. I feel like I could get bullied into it. I feel like somebody going like, oh, you're fucking so scared that a demon and just read the fucking thing. You pussy. Shut up. Fuck you. Read it. And it's like, (laughs) I think I could get bullied into it. My, uh, my, my aunt and like that side of the family got real, not, not into like demon stuff, but like they went and saw like a psychic, like, uh, not long, like after my dad passed away and they were like, pouring me like like they were like absolutely like trying to get me to like go down with it and i was like i was a younger kid still like i was like 15 but i was like no i don't want to do it. i was like no i don't want to do this i was like i don't want to do this at all first of all i said it was stupid but you know second of all they were like saying all this stuff and i was like i don't want to do this at all i don't want anything to do with any spirits no no juice nope. ain't worth the squeeze when you're summoning demons <laughs> 
That's <laughs> true. <laughs> when you're summoning demons, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. Um, that, no, I, I just, uh, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't want to be involved. I don't look. I don't think it's realistic. I'm not sure that these demons are real. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get the. Uh, what, what am I unleashing on myself? Not, not long after uh, I saw it. You know how like Reddit will, um, the front page will go like, you know, like crazy out of nowhere and you'll just see like shit from like, you know, Dragon Ball Z, like subreddit. And you're like, I don't know what this is. Like, what is it? You know, that, that was a bad example, but it'll be like, <laughs> you know, it, it'll be like, uh, like BME pain Olympics, like our BME pain Olympics. And you're like, I don't want to see this. Like, what is yeah, this? Just, I had, like, I've been through that phase of my life. And yeah, it sucked. I did this already. I, I don't want to see this again and like, done my time it would do that and like uh one of the some i don't remember the name of the subreddit but i just remember like this kid like put like this little rock formation like in the middle of the some field and he was like summoning payment and i was like oh my god like i had just seen this movie <laughs> and that's what got me to like look at the comments and like everybody like knew everything about this fucking demon and then i googled it and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is real. Like everything about this is real. I was like, this is terrible. I was yeah, it's, just, it's like people are trying to make this happen for real. I, I would really <laughs> just like to see like the lightning bolt that went through Ari Oster's like head the moment he like he was just like 3 a.m. just on Wikipedia and he's like, the payment ritual. Oh my god. I'd love to just see that lightning bolt. He's like, I'm gonna fucking ruin someone. You know what's cool too is if you're as talented as he is, you see something like that and have an idea and actually see it to completion rather than just being like, yo, you know what would be sick actually <laughs> is if I'm someone made the payment movie. Some demons and shit. <laughs> <laughs> um and we have we've neglected to to really mention like uh, probably the most unsettling moment of this movie is Tony Collette slowly sawing her head off. Um Oh yeah, <laughs> bingo! That's that's in the top. That's in the top. You know, top, top three, three. Top three for no me. Doubt. All right, let's let's go around. Didn't, top three it, for you. Top three most unsettling moments of the yeah. film for you. Mine is uh, the uh, mine is probably just the big three, where she gets her head chopped off <laughs> the by big the three. Yeah, the big three of Hereditary big. for me are when she gets her head chopped off by the uh, telephone pole. When Tony Collette slowly saws her head off while hanging from the ceiling, and when the dad just out of nowhere spontaneously combusts, I remember screaming. Good. That's Good so cool. That's so sick, dude. I love that. Um, but no, I think uh, the, her finding the body bothers me the most. The screaming when she finds the uh, body bothers me the most. I can't handle that. Um, the close up of the head. Uh, the day after when it just got like flies on it. By the way, uh, Ari Aster uh, in in Midsummer he he head loves head yeah, thing. yeah he, he loves a destroyed head yeah uh, he that's did, that's that, did, tentpole of his work is a destroyed he, head. Uh, he did a um I wanted to get this in here too because this is actually one of the I don't know if I ever told you guys this I definitely told our our other friend Mike. Um, who who likes horror movies? You you know you guys know who it is, or you, at least John or Mike definitely has to know who it is. Our our Third town man. has nothing but Mikes, by the way. Yeah, our, another one of our very close friends. Um, his last name begins with an N, and it rhymes. Wait, did with you just imply that I wouldn't know who he was? 
No. I went to his no. wedding. No. <laughs> <laughs> we all Mike, went to like, his wedding. I said on Mike that liked horror movies, but I didn't know if you knew that about him. You know what oh, I mean? Like, oh, oh, oh. very broad. That was a very broad thing. Um, you can say I, his name. He's, uh, he has zero web presence. So yeah, it doesn't I'm, matter. He can't be found. Yeah. <laughs> it begins with N and it rhymes with Habinger. All right. <laughs> and uh, no, but I knew I knew Mike Dismal Tide. Mike definitely knew for sure who I met because we used to fucking always sit around in his house and watch horror movies or talk about horror movies, at least. Um, literally. I'm not making this up. Me and my boss went and saw Midsummer in theaters. And uh, as soon as it was over, you know, I was just like, oh, God. And we saw it in the middle of the day because we got done work stupid early. And he was like, well, he was like, uh, you want to go see that movie? You know, and I was like, yeah, all right. So, uh, you know, it was in the middle of the day. So it wasn't like it was a, you know, <laughs> scary scene when you walk out like at night or something we just walk out in the middle of the day and we were like silent for like two minutes and he just like looks at me he goes what the fuck is wrong with that guy <laughs> I, said, I, said, I don't know i said if i ever meet ariaster i am gonna ask him are you okay that is the first question i'm gonna ask him and i swear to god dude maybe not the next day but within three days there was an ama on reddit and Ari Aster didn't name on Reddit. And I went, oh, God, now's my chance. And I, you know, it was four hours after the fact. So I go to the comments and the top question is, are you OK? <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just responded, no. <laughs> All right. Well, now, now we've, we've gotten to the bottom of it. Um. <laughs> There's other answer in that. Um in that AMA cracked me up too. It was like, uh, what's uh, your inspiration for like your horror movies? And he said, uh, like, oh, God damn it, what's the name of the movie? It was Richard Dreyfus. It was like a unknown 90s movie comedy. It was like Kuwana Baju Man or something. It was like, he was like a, like he, Richard Dreyfus joins like this African tribe, like with his family or something. It was, just, I looked up the trailer for it. It's there's no ways anybody's ever seen it. It was like unheard of. It was like an early nineties comedy movie. But he said that and I was like, what the hell is this movie? I've never heard of this. And I looked it up. I was like, oh, he was joking. <laughs> um fucking yeah, and uh to come oh, back top to three, top three oh, scariest. I have mine. I still have mine and I haven't it's not been said yet. Mike, did you have yours or? Yeah, go ahead. Let's. No, I, get, uh, I gave. I gave. I gave mine. What was yours? The the scream. Oh, the head. The, head, the scream. The, the the it was her screams. Uh, the the close up of the head, which comes immediately afterwards. By the way, you could actually count mm -hmm. those as one, I guess, because you don't get uh, like a. No, they don't no, really get much of a break. Shots. It's different I'll moments. Those, I'll take those as two because. Uh, and and um, by the way, I've I've got the uh, I've got hockey on and uh, the the sort of sideline reporter um her name is stormy bonatoni <laughs> ridiculous uh, name story bonatoni me the, uh for the golden knights i said Storm, stormy Storm, stormy bonatoni i said stormy bonatone me that's what yeah, i damn. said that's a good damn guess. yeah mike listen i hey 
Andy, yes. <laughs> um, did you did you come out with three, or do you want to? Uh, and three, I'd say, uh, was that yeah, probably the the head, uh, the 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 sawing off of the head, or when she is just like, um, no, no, don't say it, no. <laughs> okay, say no. say it because I no. it could be any number of things, but the you other, but just the other day, uh, yesterday, in fact. Uh, we stopped to look at a job and it was at a guy uh, whose like salon that we did in Princeton. And he just bought this big, beautiful house in Princeton. Um, and it's a gorgeous house, but I walk, you walk in and it's like open wood frames in the ceiling. And the ceiling is 30 feet high and it's like open wood frame ceiling like uh you know like open wood joists like you just see like the old like it's like that old like one and i went oh my god and i just <laughs> Fuck like, looked up at the high like ceiling and i went and i just he was like talking like with you know we were talking about how beautiful the house is and everything and i just said mike have you ever seen hereditary and my boss <laughs> my boss just started laughing <laughs> i was like he goes no what's that i said don't watch it <laughs> I said, don't watch it <laughs> alone here okay and uh it was like that just like it i swear to god like the top of the ceiling was like 30 feet high like wooden frame and i just went i could never live here ever (laughs) (laughs) that scene when like the sun wakes up and like walks down and like she's just in the corner like and it takes you like a second to process it and she's just like perched in the corner of that oh yeah that's very fucked up oh my god i went I wasn't actually gonna say that. I was gonna say when she's uh uh when he, when he's in the attic and he and oh, she's like stuck it. to the ceiling and her arms are moving faster than like humanly pot. Just like it's just uh, just oh. uh just going into this like an- animal rage uh but just like moving like just thrashing around while oh, up while hanging upside down. Oh, when she's like doing that superhuman yeah. like banging her. Oh my that's, god, that's that's fucked up. She shouldn't have done that as. That's, hey, why she shouldn't do have done it? She no. shouldn't behave that way. <laughs> oh, shouldn't have done that, just a little boy. Uh, all right, well, what, <laughs> you, what, what were your, your your big three moments of the the film? There, other Mike. Well, well, that was one. Um, that's my number one. That uh, when she's in that just top corner, um, the sawing of the head is there is up there. That that part, okay. That you know what I can't use all three of those, so I could lump that into one. The the her perched up in the ceiling, her when you hear that noise again, and like you know the sun, you're looking and you're just like nobody's around, and then she's just like in the corner. That movie did such a good fucking job with like shadows and like not being able to see what was going on because it looked like she was like a like a like a hat like a hat rack or like a jacket you know like a um, coat rack. Yeah. In the corner. And she just like bursts out of the corner at him, running after him. That when she's banging her head against the thing and then saw her, that could be all one for me. Um well, you guys already gave so I'd say another one is that that woman, that Joan woman, um, when Tony Collette like shows up at her apartment and like is like banging is like knocking on her door and like looking for her and she's not there. And they just do that like slow pan of the apartment and it's like all candles lit and like, you know, all the um, 
the just like the weird cult shit like laying around i was like oh god this can't be good <laughs> and uh and in that last scene again when you see that like weird naked like the weird naked people like in the like shadows in the back that that creeped me out so bad man that like fat naked guy in the background like in the closet like doorway like just standing there like smiling i was like oh my god i wanted to turn that movie off <laughs> <laughs> it was on today on showtime what i was that's what i led with earlier when i was talking to i was watching i had like batman on and uh i was looking at my phone just you know screwing off like not paying attention and um that like weird like creepy violin started playing and i like looked up and i saw it was like the obituary for the the grandmom and i went oh nope and i just no. turned it off right away i said nope not watching it um I can't even think about that movie I couldn't walk around my house for like two weeks straight in the middle of the night. Um, I would run child back to my room. Would you guys? Would you guys like to watch this episode of uh, Gridiron Heights? Yeah, we'll close it out with Gridiron Heights. It, it's it, it's a wild card weekend, or well, it was super wild card weekend. So I imagine they're gonna have a lot of material. Uh, do you know what Gridiron Heights is? You you know what Gridiron Heights is right? It's a it's a Bleacher Report cartoon thing, right? Yeah, tremendously yeah. bad. Yeah, I didn't know they were still doing it. But Borderline unwatchable. So I'm gonna put a link. I'm gonna put a watch together link in the chat, and uh, I'd love, love for you to click it, Mike. Welcome to Wildcard Weekend 2021. We got some exciting games and also Red Seahawks, right, Pat? Pat? No, we talked about this. They never let me play Wildcard Weekend. Josh Allen keeps going all in every hand. Wait, if I win, I get more money? I'm going to try to beat you. Wow, the disrespect. Sick, Tom. Can Lamar finally win when the lights are bright? Bum, 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 bum. I will destroy this narrative, hopefully. Years of hard work leading up to this moment. Why the f*** am I being slimed? Saints Bears brought us back Gridiron Heights Jr. Uh, let's check out on these clowns. All in. Moving on. Taylor Heineken. What a story. And Baker gets to play without a coach. <laughs> Lucky bastard. Oh, look. They're already up. This is Fluffin' O's. Phil, you're 39 years old. This is Fluffin' okay. I did the unthinkable. I beat Washington. I'm the better running back. Wait, no. How? We were undefeated the first 11 hands. <laughs> All right. Tune in next week when I get to play the Rams. Ugh. Oh, uh, I got nothing to say about it. Cody Parkey. All right, that was just like a really quick clip. That was quick. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, they're less than a minute and a half, usually. <sighs> it's um, over. You look well. It's, yeah, it's over. That, that was it. Can we watch that again? We got to watch that again. Oh. Do you really want to watch that again? You can watch Allen it again. Just, I have to. I'm, all right. I'll be right, right back. Oh, let me know, because this is my first one, and I'm actually really happy that i'm here okay if i can diagnose this real quick i just saw josh allen i don't even know what he said so those were all the playoff teams juju did the thing where he cried and he said you know we just played them and we got beat like i saw that baker said something stupid yeah lamar jackson said he was the best running back and he jumped up and down that's all i got um, yeah, so they they have this style of humor, which uh, can oh, barely. That, that was that was comedy, Mike. I'm <laughs> glad you asked. Yes, that was comedy. 
that can't even sustain itself for 90 seconds. Um, the one, the only thing they do well, and if you like the jokes aren't funny. So the fact that they're able to pack so many in, it's not like impressive, but that is the only thing they do. Well, there is a joke literally every second in that. Not a single one is actually like a joke or a setup like premise or anything like that. It is all just like vague references or allusions to stuff that happened. So the people who watch the NFL every week will go like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that too. Oh, I remember that. that. That was like a like like a it was like a skip from like King of Queens or something. Like it was just like where every single line is a, a little joke. Um, King of Queens, I don't know how well it's aged in that, like, is it still funny? But, uh, King of Queens is actually, as I remember, pretty good. This is not. I liked King of Queens. Right. I, I, right, right. Yeah, King of, King of Queens, it certainly wasn't bad. It was, um, Kevin James at his most, like, like, all these people before they come become big stars, they're always in, like, one thing where they're, like, grounded and kind of normal, and they're very funny and good. Um, Kevin James, like in Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2, like, do I need it? No, probably not. But King of Queens, he was like relatable and good. You said grounded. And I want you to know something. This is a show that you may not remember. I hope you do. Grounded for life? That show was fucking hilarious, dude. I watched that. Agreed completely. I watched that. Agreed completely. Oh, my God. dude, That show was fucking hilarious. Like That show... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> had two of the best uh, uh, acting leads that there are. Right, in, Donald Logue, uh, right? Donald Logue and Kevin Corrigan. Oh, I forgot Kevin Corrigan was in that. He's Uncle yeah, Eddie. The uncle. He, the, they're, they're both so good on that. And, right, I, and the, I, the leading lady as well has like, been Kevin in Kevin Corrigan is, uh, he's... The cokehead cousin in The Departed. The Departed. Yeah. The Departed. Yeah, yep. yep. yeah. Yep. Yep, that was him. He's uh oh he's he- he's in Goodfellas as uh Henry's brother in the wheelchair. Oh, that's right. He is in Goodfellas. Holy shit. He's uh, in all the he's, 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 um but yeah, he uh he's wonderful. He's, uh, he's Wait, is he the uh he's in Superbad. He's, yeah, he's the, the guy in the yeah. Brazil jersey, <laughs> yeah, who right. hosting the party. Uh but um and Donald Logue uh, Jess and I were watching uh, Zodiac, um, and he's got a small part in that as uh, one of the police chiefs in uh, some other uh, town. And I was talking about how much uh, how much I love him, and she's just like, oh, I don't even know who the, who this is. And I'm just like, you ever saw Grounded for Life? What? Um, but uh, then she's been watching a lot of SVU recently, and uh, he had a run on that uh for i think a season um where he took over uh uh, uh he, he took over M- munch's job i think richard belzer when he left the show never saw never saw one episode of svu really uh, it's been, this has been on for yeah. 20 years and you've never seen one of them I swear in any case no oh. donald Logue was on on svu and uh uh uh, so she's she's not got an appreciation for it. Tangentially, I, I feel like everybody's girlfriend is into S- SVU. Like everybody, uh, I mean, Mike, you really throw a wrench into this this theory of mine. But like, I I felt like everybody dated somebody who made them watch SVU. Well, Jess wasn't until very recently. She watches a ton of crime Those shows. Points. That counts. Um. So 
and, and I think uh, just out of boredom, she's just like, this is uh, close enough to what I like because she watches just an incredible amount of like investigation discovery. Um, so, um, so she started watching that and uh, ha- has been sucked into it. And now it's just, a, she, as, she, as she says, it's great to just have on as background noise because in the end, nothing that happens actually matters. <laughs> like, like be- because it's been 20 years. So now there's like, ridiculous storylines like um like olivia uh <laughs> has adopted uh, mariska hargitay's character um uh, like uh has like she adopts the son of some serial rapist that like you know held her hostage oh my god it's i like, remember it's that, like that. there's a bunch of like th- there's like a lot of very soap opera stuff going on you right, know, I remember it's, that it's, it's a lot of ridiculous the things actor, like that. The actor who like who like assaulted her and like kidnapped her and probably raped her as well. I'm not sure. He was like he's been in a bunch of stuff as well. I remember that saga, and it's wild. They're just like still plick, plucking like fruit off that branch. Also, she's she's been texting me every time someone from The Wire shows up, which is almost every episode. <laughs> well, that's good. There's worse shows to. I've you know I've never seen The Wire. I'm going to watch it. I've heard that's like one of the best shows, but I've never watched The Wire. It is. It's a bit of a slow burn, but I really, I really love it. Yeah, I heard that was a good one. It's, uh, uh, the Sopranos uh, is better. Oh, another show that I heard is really good that I haven't seen an episode yet of, but it's gotten great reviews, and I've had firsthand accounts of like, uh, or no, firsthand, second hand. Yeah, people, friends telling people you, people telling that. you, yeah, second hand yeah. account. Uh, Snowfall. It's a show. I've never even heard on, of it. On FX, uh, it's like a, about like cocaine trafficking in like the '80s or something like that. It's I've, sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah, I've heard it's incredible. Uh, I heard that show Zero 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 is incredible. It sounds, I think it's about like the same stuff as well. I watched. Uh, I I'm sure you guys have both done this before, where you get into a little weird YouTube dive. Yeah. Um, but I was watching uh, like best bank robbery scenes. I think I was like, huh. I think I was watching. Uh, I think I thought of like the Dark Knight, and then like I saw. I think I watched Point Break recently, and I I think like that made me Google like best bank robbery scenes. There's a lot of movies with bank robbery scenes yeah. that I don't know. Three. It's, no- an ex- it's an exciting thing to do, you know. If people want to see it. Because everyone would like to rob the bank if they could get but away you with it. you know you wouldn't get away with it. It has to be impossible to get away with, right? I'd imagine it's pretty impossible. Although I, think- I do think about that guy who just like got really lucky and just grabbed the bucket off the back of the armored truck and the bucket that just happened to be I- full of gold. <laughs> and he yeah. just like, he made his way all the way down to Mexico. He just got in the next cab and was just, like gone. That was beautiful when that guy I and think you they do- got him though. I think I think he has since been reined in. Well, that sucks for him because good on him. Yeah, that you- was just one of those where you I think I think that there should be a level to like not murder, but like like big crimes where if you're fucking over the only people you're fucking over is like a bank or an insurance company. Yeah. Like there I- should be like 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 in backyard football with your friends, there's like a close enough rule where it's like, yeah, that ball might have touched the ground, but that was a really yeah. fucking good effort. We're gonna give it to you. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, that that led to a lot of contention. I remember that was the rule <laughs> in kickball. 
Uh, and of course, Johnson uh, is against Johnson, king of, of gritty one nothing well, defensive hey, wins, hey, does not want to see. Let's hear him out. <laughs> I don't want to hear about I know. Play by the rules. <laughs> that no, we, we initially said when it was like when we were just started doing it that just like now, nah, you know, you lay out for something and it like bounce and bounces around. If you can't like haul it in, like we're gonna give you that. And, and I think like a year later, when like everyone was actually getting genuinely mad at each other during kickball games, uh, just a completely joyless exercise that we all put incredible pressure on ourselves, or, or some of us did, uh, me specifically. Um, oh, I was into it. And, uh, you were I on was, my team, right, Mike? Like, right, Lizak? I played in at least like three, I want to say. I think you were, because I had like Nate and uh, Bam Bam. I played, in, I played in at least three. I was MVP one year. No, those were Mick kickballs you're thinking of. We're talking about the league. The league. Oh, while well, you guys were playing in your stickball league, we had our kickball. But I think, league. oh, but but I think it was when <laughs> it was several years later, I think. We had the Spartan, we had the, the Michigan State Spartans as our like uh, the yeah. logo. Yeah, the Asbury Park Warriors is what yes, called yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the uh, bleed yellow and red. One's um, up, baby. One's up because we won one time. <laughs> um, no, I yeah, think the problem uh, with, no, our, remember, with our, uh, but no, Dan, Dan, like it was like I think it was uh, shit. Every day is the same to me. It could have been. It could have been like a couple weeks later. I want to say it was like a like o- over a year later where he laid out for a ball and didn't couldn't bring it in, and he's just like, what, what? What? What are you talking about? Just like the rule is, if you if like if you come close on something like that, it it counts. And just like we can't honor that. Like <laughs> um, my my thought when I said that was less of like a league setting. You can't do that in a league because that's too much judgment. But if you're just like playing a pickup game. Yeah, you're playing. Like, you uh, literally dove for that. We're thirty. Like, I'll give you that. Yeah, everyone's got work tomorrow. <laughs> I in I was eleven, eleven or twelve years old, and in little league, uh, like summer tournament team, like the you know, Mister Demille was the coach, and Matt Demille was on my team, who was the worst teammate of all time. He was. <laughs> you guys may not know Matt DeMille, but God, he was the worst teammate of all time. Uh, he, oh, he was so bad. Uh, good athlete, but just such the worst teammate. And we were up like, we were playing Nottingham, and we were up like like 12 to like 7 or something like that. Like 12 to 6. Like we were beating him pretty handily. And I made an incredible catch. For a 11, an eleven-year-old, like I made an incredible catch. I was in left field, and I just came sprinting in on like a sinking, like fly ball line drive thing, and I laid out and I caught it. Like there was no question about it. Like I caught this ball. Like I remember it vividly. It was in my glove. Like it was nowhere near the ground. I caught it like low to the ground, but I caught it. And the second base, the field umpire signaled out, and we were, you know, I was swarmed like by my teammates like we were celebrating and then like next thing we knew i just saw like mr demille like throwing his head screaming at the at the home plate umpire and uh we found out that the home plate umpire had called it uh down like you know no catch and he was a hell of a coach actually like he screamed at this guy and for for a little league coach like he didn't occur you know (laughs) 
you can't curse, but like, and, yeah. you know, they go fuck your mother just, or something. Just was, losing it on the guy. Oh, he, he loopinelled him. He threw his hat down, <laughs> you know, stomped it in the dirt. He was doing everything in his power that he could just to let this guy know that he fucked up. And I just remember the whole thing. Like, I was like, oh man, like, is this like a bad omen? And then we ended up winning like 12 to a 10 or like 12 to 11. Like they, they came back a little bit, but we still won. I was pissed for two reasons that day. One, because this fucking incredible catch got robbed from me. And two, it was in, in the paper. I have the article downstairs. Uh, it's in my like grandma's scrapbook, but uh, two uh, in the paper, it said like in the sixth inning, when outfielder uh, Mark lies and I was like, come on, man. They couldn't get my name right. Nobody ever did. <laughs> Everyone in this fucking town is named Michael and they couldn't give, they couldn't get it right. Um, okay, lads. I think because this is the second half of the episode, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to end it. I'm sure we're going to stay on zoom for a little longer, but we're going to end the official recording. Um, Mike, would you like to would you like to plug your Instagram? No. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. Thanks I'm for just, joining uh, us to talk here, about your I'm not here film. to sell anything. I'm here to talk about hereditary and for the love I'm, of it. I'm here with my friends. I am I have to I I let me shoehorn this in. I have to be the only Republican friend that you guys have, right? <laughs> no, uh, you're not the only Republican <laughs> friend I have. Richie's a Republican. <laughs> Oh, okay. Richie's well, a Republican Rich, who he's fomented recently... civil war before they actually stormed the Capitol. And now yeah. that they have, I haven't talked to him about it. Uh, <laughs> no, no interest, frankly. He thought there was going to be a civil war before this? He or? said that he was willing to go to civil war.